When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Christianity Today tells us we need a theology check, and Disney is all aboard the woke train. We're going to talk about it. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I am your host, Spencer, and this is, no kidding, the world's greatest mother my wife, Nikki. <laughs> and uh, before we dive into this here, baby, do you have anything you would like to say? Uh, just thank you for being, um, being on here and listening to us. And we just want your prayer requests and praise reports. And we still have our ongoing prayer request of uh, finding a place to live, rent or buy, and the issue with being on the coast and hurricanes and yeah, I, I thought I had a lot of faith at first, and as time goes on, it's like I feel like I'm getting discouraged looking at all these houses quickly sell and everybody talking about bidding wars going on, and we don't want to deal with any of that. So we're praying that God would just make a smooth, a very smooth transition for us. So we appreciate your prayers. Yep, definitely. Please pray for us. Let us know what prayer needs you have so we can pray for you. And as we just passed Mother's Day, if you have any mothers or wives in your life, or if you're from Kentucky and your mother is your wife, make sure you give them a uh, I love you and thank you for all their hard work. Um, Just kidding. But all right, we're getting back into the news here. Sadly, we had a good couple of weeks, the last two weeks where we were just kind of focusing on the Bible and looking at some biblical topics. And it was joyful and yes, exciting. I was going to say that. It was a joyful time. <laughs> so uh, if you missed those, uh, <sighs> two weeks ago, we did kind of a three-part series, a week-long series on religion and politics. And then we followed that up last week with a sort of three-part series, week-long look at discipleship. So go check those out. Those were some good episodes. They were a good time, but here we are today looking at the God-awful, disgusting news, but trying to bring some light in the darkness that we're surrounded with. So today, like I said, we're going to take a look at this first or at two stories. We're going to try to get through two of them today. And the first one is coming from Christianity Today, and it's titled Vaccine Skeptics Need a Dose of Creation Theology. And it's written by this uh, Dr. J. Todd Billings. 
So that's the man who has given us the wake-up call that we need. So, baby, do you want to read that first paragraph? Okay. As the COVID-19 vaccine becomes widely available to Americans, a high proportion of white evangelicals have stated they probably or definitely will not get the vaccine. Media outlets such as the New York Times and CNN have expressed fear that vaccine hesitancy could be a roadblock to America attaining herd immunity and endanger the unvaccinated in their communities. So right out the gate. Fear, fear, fear. Fear in those wily white evangelicals. <laughs> you know, so you can already see they're setting up, you know, the stage here to basically label the white evangelical as a reason for not having herd immunity. And it's going to be, if you continue on in this article, and we'll, as always, have all the articles linked. So if you're having a really good day, things are just going really well, go read these articles and they'll bring you back down. Um, But they go on to basically say that it's going to be because of this white evangelical anti-science stance. There's always someone to blame, right? And it's usually the same person to blame in 2020s Mm. America. So, um, you know, and I don't want to take, we're not going to try to attack this thing too much because there's obviously a lot of back and forth on the vaccine Mm -hmm. case. And we're not trying to make necessarily an argument one way or the other about it. Um, More of our point reading through this article is this idea that if you're anti-vax, you're somehow anti-science as well. You know, right. like that's kind of, there's no middle ground. Right. And I just, you know, going through this, it's like, you're either pro-vax, pro-science, anti-vax, anti-science. Keeping in mind, this vaccine is not FDA approved. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that actually. I brought it up to several people I know here who are on board with getting it. And they'd ask me if I was getting it and I say, well, maybe if it's FDA approved first, and I just kind of leave it at that. I don't go deeper, but they're surprised that it's not. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with that, it hasn't been fully approved by the FDA. They released it basically under an emergency or emergency authorization act, uh, just kind of speed or sped it through the process, if you will. So there is some, you know, obviously some vetting to get it through this emergency right. act, but it's not as thorough. But they're really of pushing the fear people want. They want people to get it, even though it's not approved. Yeah. So that's, odd. that's kind of our stance on this. Like, you know, if kind of, if you're like us, I mean, like there's a lot of people out there, even these, you know, the dastardly white evangelical <laughs> that, you know, aren't super excited to get a vaccine that was basically created in a weekend, <laughs> almost mm-hmm. like, you know, that's heavily marketed to us by a godless and authoritarian leaning political party. And yeah. like you said, it's not even FDA approved. You well, know? I want to point out something that just came to me, how, how they say, if you're anti, even if you're anti COVID vaccine, that you're anti-science, but actually proves the other way around. You believe in science that you want the proof of all the testing, the long-term testing that should be done. Like I am pro-science, so show me the science and they don't have it. Therefore, I won't get it. It's really the other way around. You're pro-science if you're hesitant. That's the truth. Yeah. And like, and that's kind of the point of this stance on it is that you don't need to feel convicted for whatever your stance on it is. You can be 
pro science. You could have maybe been, you know, this Dr. Billings talks about, he was a cancer survivor, I think, or he has cancer. And I think he underwent chemo. You could very easily go through chemo and then say, I don't want the vaccine. And you are perfectly okay Mm -hmm. with having both stances. Like you're still a free person with your own thoughts. And there are moral conundrums with vaccines. These Mm -hmm. vaccines were utilized or they utilized aborted baby cells to create the vaccine. That's a legitimate uh, moral stance that a Christian can take is that Mm -hmm. I don't want to support the abortion industry and vaccines in a way support the abortion industry because they use aborted um, fetal cells to get, to create the vaccine. So, and that doesn't mean that you can't get a vaccine even if you have this moral conundrum. So that's kind of the whole point that we wanted to make on this, that like, it isn't one or the other. You're not like some anti-science kook that, you know, is worried about, you know, you're a prepper or something because you don't want a vaccine. You can have your own free thoughts and not feel condemned by the rest of academia in the political left. Well, they always, they still push it like, oh, if you love people, you'll get it. But because I love people, I'm warning them to be cautious and to not dive into something that's not, hasn't had enough testing on it, enough time to test it. It's just weird how they push something and you could say the same thing to them. Yeah. And it's funny, this Dr. Billings later on in the article goes on to say, uh, at this point, some readers will object. Am I assuming that our current knowledge of COVID-19 is perfect? Am I guaranteeing that there are no possible risks to taking these vaccines, which the CDC says are safe and effective? I'm not assuming a positive answer to either question. Science is a fallible human enterprise seeking to understand the extraordinary order and complexity of God's creation. And our understanding is always progressing. And although the vaccines are safe and effective in relative terms, I think it's wise to recognize that absolute certainty is simply not possible. So basically he's saying, I can't promise you that they won't hurt you, but if you don't take it, you're not trusting God. (laughs) No, man, like you don't get to claim the God argument on the pro-vax side Mm -hmm. or the anti-vax side, Um, you know, because modern medicine is a miracle from God in many respects, but that doesn't mean that in every respect, you just have to, you know, as we were talking about this right before we did this episode, like I'm sure there were people that thought the frontal lobotomy was a miracle from God when it, for, you know, their kid was schizophrenic and freaking out and they take him to a doctor and they get a frontal. Oh, he's so calm and peace. Like, yeah, dude, he's brain dead. Basically. (laughs) Like that's not a miracle from God. God. And not that they're the same thing. I'm just saying you will have the freedom to have your own thoughts and not be condemned. Is a gift from God. No, it's, it's us experimenting. And was the Nazis a gift from God? They advanced our medical industry a lot uh, through <laughs> very point. nefarious terms so, or <clears throat> ways. So we got to keep this thing moving. Go check this article out. It's not a, an attack on Dr. Billings. He has his own belief on it. And I'm not saying he's wrong. It's just, we just you are also allowed to have yeah. your own opinion. So yeah, it's okay. Anything else on this, baby? No, we can move on. All right, this next article, God have mercy on our souls. Um, this is the one that made me just... This is almost as bad as our dumbest news article ever. I was going to say that. But there's so many of these nowadays, you can't claim that. So, all right, if you want to read the headline on this one, honey. The headline, uh, is this from The Blaze? 
Disney asks employees to complete white privilege checklist, insists America was founded on systemic racism, according to leaked documents. And then do you want to just read that first paragraph? Mm -hmm. The Walt Disney Company is the latest mega corporation to push critical race theory. The Disney Empire, which has a reported net worth of $122 billion, is asking employees to complete a white privilege checklist and insists America was founded on systemic racism, according to newly leaked documents. So uh, this news article, it's just too stupid to really mm -hmm. deep dive into. Yeah. Um, it makes your eyes water. You could talk about it all night long. So yeah. we just pulled a few excerpts out of this that we'll kind of discuss. Uh, we would love to hear your guys' comments on this story. Also on the vaccine argument, you know, we'd love to hear kind of in a pleasant, godly way. Don't come out attacking anti-vaxxer, pro-vaxxers. Just whatever your thoughts are, we'd love to hear them on Facebook, on Twitter, um, on the Discord channel, the comments on YouTube, whatever. We just want to hear from you guys. But the first point that I pulled out of this stupid Walt Disney article. The article states that the pandemic negatively affects black communities. And we hear this all the time. And it just, I read that in my mind, I'm like, all of liberalism negatively affects the black community. Yeah. So the very people that are so concerned that the black communities are hurt are the ones hurting the black community. That's <laughs> like, true. like how many more black babies are they going to try to get murdered this year through the liberal abortion activists? Like, but it's going to fall on us. Like, it's our fault, though. Yeah, it's always it's the, somehow the white evangelicals' fault. But yeah, they're the ones hurting them. You know, how many young black men and women have had their incentive to work completely killed by a political class that's giving them basically unending stimulus welfare? I mean, we see that we already talked yeah, about this in the now hiring episode, like that's going to hurt them down the road. Um, so it's just crazy. Um, liberalism hurts the black community. Just, it, <laughs> just try to keep it moving. Um, so the next thing, this one, oh Lord, it says, however, employees should not rely on their black colleagues to educate them because it's emotionally taxing. <laughs> I was like, Is man, it? like I imagine like having to make up fictional stories and feign offense about every, you know, systemic racist act that you can think of could be taxing. You know, just ask Jesse Small A how taxing his made up story was. I just want to know how many black people are going to come out against this who do work at Disney. And they'll be like, why are you making me feel like, like I should feel oppressed when I don't feel oppressed? Well, and this is a huge crux of <clears throat> modern liberalism. This is another classic case of the racism of lowered expectations. And they're, they're on this train a hundred percent. I mean, this is the idea that you can't ask a black person to tell you about their experience because it's too tough for the black people. They're not emotionally strong enough to tell you. You could go ask a white person, they're rocks, right? They could tell you all about it. But a black person, it's the same thing they do with like the driver's license. Oh, sure, a white guy can go get a driver's license, but that's a lot of work for a black person. You're like, no, it's not. They're smart, capable people, just like everybody. 
it's the racism of lowered expectation that you just don't assume a black person can handle the same that's so insulting it's really a backhanded it is it's terribly insulting and it's completely stupid as well like to so the point is you're a white racist that's been privileged your entire life but they're telling you you can't even go and talk to your black colleagues to figure out how they feel or see their point of view. How are you ever going to understand it? You're going to stay in your white privilege ignorance if you don't talk to them. Yeah, like <laughs> you have all these issues you need to work out. Don't go and talk to that person about it though. Like, And the idea that like these black people you work with can't help you. So what's Disney going to do? Like fly in a bunch of white academic liberals to oh. tell you about black struggles in America? Like, no, they're doing that thing. It's I'm insane. sure they'll get to it with the segregation thing they're doing. Their groups. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I didn't pull that quote necessarily. Oh, I didn't know you were going to bring that up. You can bring that up if you want. I don't know where it's at on here. Basically, they're just segregating their employees into their own racial groups to work through these problems. You know, this is the thing. Like, we've moved past this as a country, and the political class, the academic class, is dragging us back into this. And it's a shame. Um, Another point that I pull on here as we're getting near the end of this episode, uh, it goes on to say that they prescribe that employees should reject equality and equal treatment, but instead strive for equity where we focus on the equality of outcome, not the equality of experience by taking individual needs and skills into account. And I was like, (laughs) might as well just come out and say, we want socialism. Like this is ungodly plain and simple, like equality of outcome is socialism and socialism's ungodly. That's literally like to each according to his need from each according to his ability. Like they're literally saying, we don't want to look at how capable people are. We want to give them the exact same outcome and then justify it based on their needs. Like sure. The hardest working guy, smartest guy might be an Asian woman. We could advance her. Or we could advance the black transgendered woman because, you know, she's black, so she's had a harder time. Plus, she's transgendered. So if you weigh that on the social justice scale, she's just as capable. Like, no, dude, the Asian woman is the most capable. Promote her. But that's socialism, and it's ungodly. And I just pulled Matthew 25, 15. This gets me heated. (laughs) Um, The parable of the talents. And I'm sure you guys have heard this, but... Uh, it goes on to say in 2515, to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. And it ends with to each according to his ability. God looks at your ability. Socialism looks at your need. And that's why it's yeah, ungodly. It makes it about you. Your yeah. Excuses or your victim. And it They're kills incentive. Victims. It does. Because if you're going to take the most capable, hardest working, all these different things and say, we're going to give it to the complete opposite person because yeah. they need it more. Yeah. Then what's the incentive to go and put in all the time and all the work and all the, you know, years and stress and all that for what reason? Right. And this is where socialism always fails. Right. Because if you're going to get the same equality of outcome, basically, right. For being, I don't, you know, whatever, uh, an LPN or something that goes to school for two years to be a nurse 
and you're going to make the same money in living wages as a doctor who goes to school and residency and all this for 10, 12 years, what on earth would be the incentive to be a doctor? <laughs> there is no incentive, right? So it's completely ungodly. And all of this white privilege, systemic racism is ungodly. It seeks to drive division. Um, and they do it because divide and conquer works in war. It works in politics. And we are living proof in this country that it works. So hmm. there is so much more stupidity in this article. There was a lot to bring um, up. I just, all, the whole time looking through it, I'm just shaking my head and I'm feeling disgusted. Yeah. Nikki was like, I don't even want to do this article because it hurts my stomach to read. And I was like, baby, they need us. <laughs> um, but no, they go on to talk about how they're, you know, telling their, um, employees to support defund the police movements. Oh, yeah. They talk in there about how your baby's essentially a racist by three months old. Why um, is Disney like jumping in on this? Because Disney sucks. That's why. Does that mean like every other corporation business is going to start following? We will talk about that on Friday. Yes, that's why. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, okay. but anyways, do we have. <laughs> Do you have any last thoughts as we get ready to wrap this episode up? No. Can we just stop talking? <laughs> we'll be done. But stick around for later this week. Nikki is going to bring up a topic. Uh, well, we're both going to bring it up. But she is sort of driving this one. Um, that's probably going to maybe drive a little bit of division amongst us. But it shouldn't because it's biblical. No, it's biblical. Yeah. And then on Friday, I'm going to try to bring a topic that's been weighing heavy on my heart. Ties in a lot with this article here. So stick around for those. Like and subscribe. Please share this with a friend. We could use the assistance. But until next time, we love you guys. God bless. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.